Steve Elkins, and today's date is February 4th, 2024. Just to step back real quick on this uh, drone attack that uh, supposedly uh, Iran carried out, killed three soldiers here. So the United States loses three. There's going to be retaliation. Lindsey Graham is saying we need to retaliate right now, an immediate strike on Tehran. Uh, so does Nikki Haley. Of course, neocon Nikki, she's a big war warmonger. So. But uh, no investigation confirmed that Iran was really responsible for this. Could this be another false flag event? Sure, it could be. You know, we know how that works. You, you, you do the false flag and you blame, you point a finger of blame and you take on the, the operation itself here. Um, like I said, it's it's something to look at. And again, you quickly quickly blame somebody, you should be very suspicious that uh, you're not being told the truth on this. Um, so they send off, they lose three three soldiers, and they may have killed, what, 30 soldiers uh, 30 militants or 30 uh, innocent civilians in Syria or in Iraq. Um, so that's that's the payback, right? So you kill three of ours, we'll kill 30 of yours or 300 of yours. And uh, we wonder why there's terrorism in the world, why terrorism is growing. You know, they talk about anti-Semitism growing uh, since October 7th, 2023, to th up to 300% increase in anti-Semitism. First it was 385%, now it's down to 330. And no new numbers lately, so I guess we're still stuck at 360 or it's going down and nobody wants to say, hey, it's going down. That's a good thing. Uh, never bought the number to begin with at 360%. I believe I would see it as soon as I walk outside my door. I would see anti-Semitism. I would see hate of Jewish people, and I don't. I don't. But, uh, you know, again, three dead. We'll, we'll take out 300 of your people, and this is nothing more than fuel uh, for for terrorism, recruitment for terrorism. You know, you 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 target innocent people, and you can expect the recruitment for terrorists to come after you tenfold. Uh, that's just the way it is. It's it's good recruitment for terrorism when you do these things and you target civilian people. And uh, please please don't call them collateral damage because that just makes me angrier. If you call them collateral damage, there's lives that have meaning also. Uh, it's not just U.S. lives. And actually, that's a joke, too. Uh, U.S. lives. Pfft. Yeah, GI, government issue. Uh, sorry about those three soldiers to the United States government. There's, those are just three people. They're gone now, and they've been replaced. already. not a big deal. We've, we've already got uh, the plane tickets. We're sending over three more uh, to, to uh, Jordan to replace the three that we lost. Um, that's what they look at. You know, you lose, you, you throw, throw three more in the loop, and uh, sent him over to Jordan. So this E. Jean Carroll thing, let's get back to this, this crazy lunatic here. Um, the second, first lawsuit she lost, but she still won. It's never made sense to me. He did not rape you, but you're still rewarded. I, I don't understand that. Never confirmed he raped you. The dress you supposedly had on had not even been out yet. 
uh, it was not in production, so there's no way you don't know the location. I mean, you know, location supposedly, but you don't know the time, the date, the year. None of these things, there's no witnesses. You didn't walk out of the dressing room, said I was just raped by this man. You didn't tell anybody, you just wait this long until somebody's running for election here, re-election, to, uh, to open your mouth and say, well, I was, I was raped by this man. Had good words to speak about Donald Trump all those years, and now she doesn't, so uh, it's amazing. Even, even Anderson Cooper had to go to a commercial break interviewing this woman, you know how liberal he is trying to find uh, as much dirt as she can, you know, he can on, on Donald Trump here, suffering from Trump derangement syndrome. So he's asking these questions, and she comes back and talks about rape. Rape is sexy. Rape is sexy, she said to Anderson Cooper. Uh, you're fascinating to talk to. Did she actually think he was actually believing anything she said? Rape is sexy? No, rape is about power and control. It's not sexy. If it was sexy, you would have been bragging about it. But no, you said you were raped. So that's control and power. So deer in the headlights, Anderson Cooper, I mean, realized, I think if he watches his reaction, facial reaction, he's saying to himself, I and mean, he's thinking, this woman is wacko to be talking about rape is sexy. Uh, she's crazy. Let's go to commercial break. We'll come back and regroup and see if we can figure this out. But uh, no, rape is not sexy. And a question I have always asked myself, where are the women's groups on this issue? The abused women, uh, the women, the rape crisis centers, where are the women on this issue where this woman who said she was violated is talking about rape is sexy? Where is that, where is that group of women? Where are they? Did they come forward? Were they bought off? Were, were their voices suppressed? I just can't believe that these groups of women that would say this is a terrible thing would just keep their mouths shut. They wouldn't come back and say, she's crazy. Rape is not about sex. It's not, it's not sexy. about power and control over somebody. So on Rachel Maddow a couple days ago, she was in this, um, this uh, jubilant mood conversing back and forth with a couple women and Rachel Madcow. And what good are you going to do with the money? She talked about doing good with the money, as, as if she might help women in crisis, maybe women who were raped or something. Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm going to be buying houses and a new wardrobe for myself. And do you want a new wardrobe? I'll buy you a new wardrobe. Do you want a house in France? I'll buy you a house in France. Talking about the money that she has, not has yet, because this is going to be appealed. Appeal, appeal, appeal. That's what I said to Donald Trump. Uh, it's going to be appealed. But she was talking about forgetting all about what she'd said earlier about helping women. This is all about, this is about personal gain. This is profit. And this has to be overturned on appeal. Um, if somebody calls you something derogatory and they wrote it down in a book, you have every right to read that and said they're a liar. They're wrong. They called you a pedophile. They called you a whoremonger. They called you something. You have every right to say, no, this is a lie, to defend your name, to defend your honor. So how is that defamation? How is that defamation that Donald Trump would be call, calling her a liar for what she wrote in her book, and then he'd be saddled with a fine a, a judgment against him 
for defamation of character. First of all, E.G. in character, you have no character. You have very poor character. A, a word I haven't used in six to eight months that would fit her so well. You can look it up. I don't think I've ever heard anybody ever really use it other than myself, and I learned it years ago from a movie, and I didn't know what it was until I looked it up and said, hey, that's a pretty good definition. I could probably apply that to the entire Congress, both Democrat and Republican. And the word is slubber de gullion. Slubber de gullion. Look it up. It fits this word. Now, I, I have to laugh at some of these, these stories that came through this week that were just not believable. Not believable. E. Jean Carroll said, and her lawyer saying, that Trump left in anger after the verdict was read. Also, halfway in the middle, he'd left also. Didn't stick around. And evidently, there was a promise by Donald Trump, because he's such a nice guy, that he would buy lunch for the entire legal team of E. Jean Carroll. Now, if you believe that, I've got some good land out here to sell you where you can build a basement. It's going to be dry. Don't worry about it. Trust me. It's good swamp land. You can build on it, and you can build a nice big basement. There's no way in the world Donald Trump would suck up to these people. These people are, the term I used, slubber de gullions, the worst of the worst of people, lacking character, lacking everything. And I also found it quite interesting. The uh, Another comical article came out. I don't know where this came from. Again, it's just trying to muddy the waters for Donald Trump to make him look bad in front of female voters. But I think educated female voters already know what's going on here. They see one agenda after another to try to take down Donald Trump to know exactly what these people are all about. They're not buying it. They don't believe it. It may cater to the libtards who hate Donald Trump so much, who actually suffer from Trump derangement syndrome, and all it does is fuel their anger, maybe to cause them to become violent and go after conservatism. But uh, evidently leaking out saying that Donald Trump had used in code, I may have to explain this one to you, he used in code the C word against E. Jean Carroll. Hmm. I, I know the C word. But maybe I don't believe any truth to that whatsoever. I think that was just the money of the waters with the female voters to get females who don't already hate Donald Trump to start hating him. He said, wow, that's very disrespectful. So maybe the C word, if it was actually true, maybe it was a con man, con woman, criminality, cunning, clever. Um, there's other, other C words that would be derogatory that would all be fitting of E. Jean Carroll. And I'd save that last one until later, the very, very last, but I don't buy that for a moment. Coded. How do you how do you code the C word? Anybody know how you code the C word? What do you, what do you say? Uh, how, how do you code it? Huh. I don't understand that one. Again, just trying to make trouble, more trouble, but it's not going to work. It's not going to stick. not going to land. Let's go back to the phones. Let's talk to Tom in Utah. Welcome, Tom. Hi, Steve. And you know Hi, what Tom. was really what was curious to me, I, you know, since I did pathology for gynecology and had to deal with the rape and abuse cases, I found a curious <laughs> few cases where the women felt empowered by seducing a man. 
Mm-hmm. I don't know if you, you know what I'm talking about. In other words, yeah, they felt yeah, like. Yeah. So they actually raped the man, mm-hmm. you know, in in real real terms. Well, you know, Tom, the, the story the story is, is fictitious. It's a lie. She's a writer. She's a writer. Again, popping up at the time when Donald Trump's trying to get reelected, get back into the Oval Office. I mean, same thing as the Blassie Ford uh, coming forward uh, while Brett Kavanaugh is trying to be confirmed and get into the Supreme Court. It's the timing of it all. It's 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 so in your face that we know why you're doing it. Um, trust me, uh, E. Jean Carroll knew at the time. That she said this had happened in '95, but I can't tell you, you know, certain details I should know. Actually, I didn't know she said the year, but uh, knowing that's Donald Trump and he's worth billions of dollars at the time, probably still is. Um, there's, there's definitely, uh, you know, she could have cashed in then, but she couldn't cash in because there's no evidence of it. If there was evidence of it, she, she, she'd have her day in court and she would have won a huge judgment against Donald Trump probably far beyond the, the $83.3 million, because she'd have a positive rape test kit. She'd have witnesses. She would have proof against mm-hmm. Donald Trump that he raped her, you know, in a dressing room. I mean, what is he, a 60, 60-second man here? Come on. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you're, yeah. you're going to hear some rustling around in there in the dressing room of somebody's getting raped in there. And uh, yeah, so, yeah, she, yeah. again, she has no witness, no evidence, but that didn't stop a liberal jury from rewarding her with with eighty three point three million dollars, and that's that's what got me all hot last week. Because if they can do that to a billionaire, imagine what they can do to you and me. I don't have that kind of money. Can you imagine how they could destroy your life and my life over a lie like this? Imagine this. Well, it's really curious. Tom, last word. Go ahead. That was it. I, I had to do gynecology or STD evaluations on the, the girls out at the Mustang Ranch, as well as I was friends with the doctor down in the, uh, what is it called, uh, just out of sight of Santa Monica. He, he was the doctor that served uh, Stormy Daniels. And he and I both got, had a good laugh when she claimed to have been raped by by yeah. uh, by Donald Trump. And I, of course, I know, and and so did Doctor Kinney know that Donald yeah. Trump was OCD, yeah. you know, a germaphobe. Yeah. And he laughed. He said, "Do you think Donald Trump would want to make love with a public toilet like Stormy Daniels?" I, I totally agree with you. I thought about the same thing because Donald Trump, years and years ago, before he actually entered into politics. He made a couple comments to show that he was a germaphobe, that he said he would not shake the hand, a right hand, of any person, any man. Hold on a second. Yeah. I got a little cough coming in. <coughs> because most people are right-handed and they wipe with their right hand. Therefore, he found out most people don't, actually a good percentage, 60 or 65% of most men will go into a bathroom, do their business, number one, number two, and walk out without washing their hands. When he realized that, he said, I'm not going to shake somebody's hand because most people are right-handed, so you don't, you don't shake the right hand. Uh, that's a, that's, I mean, I understand that logic. I do understand that logic. But taking it further than that, he actually appeared to be a germaphobe beyond the hand-washing. 
and using hand sanitizer all the time. So, yeah, you make perfect sense. Uh, yeah, um, is Donald Trump a billionaire going to uh, to go look for a, a porno star or a prostitute to have sex with? Nah, he's got lots of money. We're not talking about the movie uh, Pretty Woman here where Richard Gere picks up a, a wealthy businessman, picks up a whore. And uh, that's a call girl. That doesn't that doesn't happen. One of those socialite call girls. It doesn't happen. He, he really doesn't have to buy anything. It's because women want to be with a billionaire or a millionaire. And uh, so that whole story from the very beginning, it, uh, it started to unravel, and it unraveled quite fast, quite fast. And which was interesting is that this lawyer that was representing Stormy Daniels is now in prison. <laughs> so he, when he get caught on a couple of different things, he's in prison now. So. Well, anyway, anything, yeah. anything to take down Donald Trump, anything to take down on Trump. It's like what John Stadmill used to say. It's the dirty diaper, poo diaper thrown against the wall. It doesn't have to be true. It just has to stick. And that's exactly what yeah. they've been trying all along to make sure it, it doesn't have to be true. It just has to stick and hurt his reputation. And that's all they care about. Now, there's defamation right there. Think about it. Somebody keep accusing you stuff. I'd be suing them for defamation because they have no proof. They have zero proof of what they're saying. Well, the sad thing, the courts tend to favor and favor the woman no matter what. So it's a really yeah. hard battle when you've been accused of sexual abuse or, or rape. Yeah, the, they do. They do seem to get the upper hand, but you know what? You gotta have evidence on something that's serious. I mean, you really have to have evidence. If somebody accuses you of rape, they have to have evidence, and they can't just go, "Well, we believe you, even though you have no evidence," and we're going. Therefore, we're going to side with you and give judgment to you, and uh, we're going to find this guy this kind of money. I mean. These, the strategy here, Tom, is to take down Donald Trump financially and tie him up legally in courts forever and ever and ever in a day. Um, if we tried to apply, let's, let me give you a little example here. If we tried to apply how the O.J. Simpson case was prosecuted versus how Donald Trump is being pros prosecuted or persecuted, look at all the information that the team, the legal team, had for O.J. Simpson. They, they presented everything. Everything they got to present, everything, and it lasted forever, the trial. <coughs> this trial with uh, Trump, Donald Trump, this is, excuse me, this is excluded. This is excluded. You cannot present this case. You cannot present this evidence. You cannot present this evidence. They had their hands tied defending Donald Trump. If Donald Trump's team were allowed to do the same as O.J. Simpson and present the case in full and question everything and point out there's no evidence that this woman here, again, sex is, uh, rape is sexy, they would have lost. So their, the strategy was to make sure that this evidence doesn't get to the jury. They found stupid people, 12 stupid people, easy to do nowadays. Through the questionnaire, you can find out you can find twelve stupid people easy. And again, I think they were acting on the decision, the advice from the uh, attorneys and advice from the judge to say, make this one stick. We got to hurt him in some way. Some way we got to take this man down. We got to break his will. We have to break Donald Trump's spirit. 
Let me tell you, I'm not a Donald Trump fan. <clears throat> but any man who can get up every day, day in and day out, and fight these evil people and stand up for his reputation and fight them and never give in, never give up, gets my vote. He gets my vote. And I wonder how much legal tender went under the table even to the jurors. Well, it'd be nice to it'd be nice to watch those bank accounts, which we could do. It could be done by the FBI. They were they were honest. They could monitor those bank accounts. They're too busy monitoring your bank account, and mine. But if they watch the bank accounts and they start to see a, a nice flow of money coming in, well, you can you know that somebody's being bought off for their for their vote of, of a guilty plea. Yeah, we could find out. <clears throat> no doubt about it. But they won't. They won't do it. What else is on your mind there, Tom? Well, that's it. That's it. I was just thinking about my experience when I had to deal with that little assignment at, at, yeah. at the hospital. And also when I had to go out to um, Nevada and that, then out to California and give report. Yeah. Like I said, I developed a friendship with the doctor there in, the, oh, shoot, Ocean Park. Uh, no, yeah. Ocean. Oh. Ocean. Oceanside. Oceanside. Oceanside, and he yep. was the service. He was servicing the porn industry. He, he didn't like it, but the state of California assigned him, and he, that included Stormy Daniels. <laughs> and right away after, after she charged Donald Trump, I, I called him up. I said, "What do you think?" He said, "He's not going to go to bed with a toilet. Yeah, not going to have sex with that." No, I piece. no. I, I mean, look at his wife. His wife is gorgeous. First wife was not bad looking either. He's dated a lot of uh, a lot of attractive women. He he dated a uh, a young black woman. It was very light skinned black woman, and she was she was very attractive. Uh, it was funny when they tried to paint Donald Trump as a racist and a woman hater and a racist, and they show that later on we bring it to their attention. Well, he dated a black girl. I think she was uh, one of the contestants in one of the Miss Miss America pageants. So he dated her, and uh, they interviewed her, and. Uh, well, racists don't date black people, you know, so that doesn't stick. But it doesn't uh, it doesn't stop them from trying to influence people to say that he is when you can't even prove it. There, there's a defamation case right there. Call him a racist, and uh, he dated a, a black woman for, for a good, what, almost a year. I believe almost a year. Doesn't work. It's, uh, it's only one-sided. The liberals... And uh, if you point defamation, they laugh at you, but they're allowed to do the same. And, I, again, defending your rights, uh, defending your, your name and your honor. If I read that book and it was about me, I'd say she's a, she's a bigger than a liar. I'd go further with it than that. Mm-hmm. But uh, And that's uh, you have the right to do so. That's not defamation. That's defending, your, that's defending yourself. And, you know, I did have to show up in court as an expert in, in cases of rape. And then several times I said there is no evidence of physical contact. No right, evidence. Right. None. Yeah, it's uh, this uh, this this judgment here against Donald Trump for eighty three point three is million is just it's uh, it's um, it throws our judicial process into the loop of um, that it's being controlled and manipulated. Because this thing should have been thrown out. Should have been thrown out as soon as they said, well, where's your proof? 
yeah, we have a case. Okay, well, this goes to this goes to trial. Uh, no, you don't have any proof. You're just telling us that he did, but you've got nothing to back it up. Uh, it should have been dismissed right right away. It should have been dismissed. Yeah, it bothers me that it wasn't dismissed. It, it should have been, but it's not. In any other in that any other any other situation, that would have been laughed out of court. It would have been really, truly would. It would have laughed out of court. Like I said, if you compare it to the O.J. Simpson trial, where his team had the best of evidence, at least to present to uh, to clear O.J. Simpson, they did. It, they had all the ability to do that. And uh, the uh, lawyer for Donald Trump, representing Donald Trump, did not have the same courtesy to present the evidence. No, you can't. No, can't. No, can't do that. No, can't present that. I mean, that's embarrassing to walk in there and just say, you won't let me do my job. And they come back and say 83.3 million. Yeah, it's pretty sad. Anyway. It is sad. Very that's, that's Tom, really I thank good. you for your call. Got to get going here. I got another one in the loop. And uh, 512-248-8252. Phone lines are open. I got one left here on the line. Let's go back to James in Vancouver. Welcome, James. Yes. Evening, sir. You're a man of passion. I, if she does collect the $83 million, I suspect she might have to pay income tax on that. That will be a shock. Um, you know, I don't know. I wish Ron McDonald was here because I'm not sure how that works. <laughs> I know with lottery she got to pay the taxes, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure a, a jury, a jury awarding money. I'm not sure that's taxable. I think I'm not sure about that. It's income. Good question though. Well, it is to her, but by... I'm not mm -hmm. sure they actually treat it as income as just damages. I'll well, look into that, because I'd like to know. I'm not yeah. sure how that's treated. I, I can just see the IRS uh, walking uh, to her uh, up to her door and saying, well, $83 million now, divide that by two. You get half. We take the other half, please. But, and um, the, lawyers, the, the lawyers take a third. Lawyers take a third. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, sometimes it's better just to pay up rather than try to fight it. But... Um, I would say in some cases, I've been listening to this conversation, the rest of it rather intently. Sometimes women do love power. This is, um, I think, a tried and true fact. Our friend Tom in Utah must have a way with the women. But uh, look at what you do is in uh, public life is uh, you shake their hand, but immediately go to the washroom and wash your hands. That's... <laughs> I've yeah, had experience I, you, you might I, want to go to the lousing station after meeting this one yes, here. I mean, yes, that, yes, that's that, just, yes. I mean, I said, it should have been dismissed immediately with no evidence. You have no evidence to uh, yeah. to bring this to court. And, yeah. and, you know, Christine Blassie Ford, again, was the, uh, was the pilot, test pilot for this. Can we take somebody down based on word, somebody's word and no evidence? She was the, uh, the yes. test pilot, this Christine, Christine right. Blassie Ford. They take down Brett Kavanaugh. Right. And now E. Jean Carroll is oh, number Kavanaugh. two. I remember, yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. Well, yeah, and he, he cried in the Senate hearing committee. I, I, if I were a senator, I would have said, well, sir, uh, if you're going to break into tears, why don't you just uh, 
go home and uh, let's take the next candidate because uh, yeah. that to me would uh, obviously, why would you want someone in the Supreme Court who could be broken down into tears, right? At least that would be yeah. my... Uh, well, you know, I'm also, I'm also uh, disappointed, but, disappointed in Brett Kavanaugh that he didn't have the guts to oh, say, yeah. well, they're doing the same thing they did to, to me, to Donald Trump right now. They're, they're yeah. pulling out stuff. They have no evidence of anything. They're trying to take them in. He didn't even have the courage, the guts to come out and say they're mm-hmm. doing the same thing to Donald Trump that they did to me. And, uh, I mean, just have the guts to say it. I, I'm very well, disappointed he, in our Supreme yeah. Court. I, I really have no right. faith. In, in, no, uh, they're not leaders. They're, they're simply, like I said, I think they're trying to pave the way to nullify the Constitution and basically say we've decided that we will uh, define what the meaning of the Constitution is, and we're going to give you our interpretation, and therefore you can't uh, you can't cite on the Constitution anymore, any longer. Yeah. Well, Roberts is gay, and so it's up to Amy Conehead Barrett to wear the pants, don't you think? <laughs> Just like Nikki Haley. You, you think but, Roberts uh, is gay? You think Roberts is gay? <laughs> That's what I heard. What I really? Heard. I By the way, could I, could I get your new email, sir? Yeah, you. I tell you what, stay on the line. Come back, and uh, we'll talk a little bit more because I think I think you got Alrighty. something more to say. We'll stay tuned. All righty. February is Heart Month, and every year, Extendivite has a sale. This year is no different. Extendivite is regularly $69.95 plus shipping and handling for a two-month supply. In February, Extendivite is only $57.50 for a two-month supply plus shipping and handling. Extendivite is a combination of garlic, cayenne, hawthorn, bilberry, ginkgo biloba, valerian, and milk thistle. These ingredients work synergistically to improve your overall health. So don't delay. Join the Extendivite family today. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Extend your life with Extendivite. Homeowners, if your lender has gone out of business or sold your transaction to another lender or servicer, you may be the victim of a wrongful foreclosure resulting in the loss of your home. If you've already lost your home, are in foreclosure, or even in good standing, you can challenge the mortgage transaction's illegal issue and your property can be restored to you, and your foreclosure can be stopped or reversed and the mortgage transaction declared unenforceable. State laws, U.S. title codes, the Uniform Commercial Codes, and U.S. Supreme Court rulings have upheld that defective mortgage documentations can reverse or stop foreclosures and enforce property title claims in favor of the homeowner. We are having successes in stopping the process of foreclosure, the enforcement of the foreclosure judgments, the sale of property, and evictions after the sale. We are not attorneys, and we don't give legal advice. We are a professional team of legal researchers, providing forensic mortgage audits and expert witnesses. We have the knowledge to produce the evidence and enforce laws regarding your legal issues. We've been in business for 12 years without a complaint. Consultations are free, and we provide a free title search to confirm if your mortgage has legal defects. 
Email Tom at republicbroadcasting.org. T-O-M at republicbroadcasting.org. Find your inner rebel at Dixie Republic, the world's largest Confederate store, located in Traveler's Rest, South Carolina. The anti-white, anti-Christ, anti-Southern world ends at the asphalt. Welcome to God's country. Log on to DixieRepublic.com to view our Southern merchandise, from flags to T-shirts to artwork. At the store, browse through our extensive collection of belt buckles and have a custom-made leather belt handcrafted in our Johnny Rebs gun and leather shop. That's DixieRepublic.com, where you can meet all of your Southern needs. Support those that support the network. Support Dixie Republic at DixieRepublic.com. Email ProudSouthern123 at gmail.com and let them know that RBN sent you. Alchemy, the very best acoustic alchemy. I, I was lucky enough to see uh, Greg Carmichael and Nick Webb play in uh, Tallahassee back in 1993. I was, I was so happy to, to see these guys play because I didn't realize that uh, later on I would find out that Nick Webb was very sick and he had pancreas uh, cancer of the pancreas and he would pass away years later. So, you know, those times you say, should I go or should I not go? And you wish, you know, just go. I also missed uh, free, t- free tickets, concert tickets to Stevie Ray Vaughan. Uh, I still look back and say, oh, geez, what a, I missed this. I'll see him next year. I'll see him next year. Next year never came. He died in a helicopter crash. So, uh, again, never put off what you can do today. Don't put it off for tomorrow. Let's go back to uh, the phones and talk to James in Vancouver. James, I just looked up my email here. It's fresh. It's brand, brand spanking new. Not sure where that term comes from. Brand spanking now. So why spanking them? But uh, it's the name of the show. Yeah. It's the name of the show. Off the beaten path still. But I've uh, simplified it just to use the uh, the acronym OTBP, which stands for Off the Beaten Path. OTBP Steve at Gmail dot com. OTBP Steve at Gmail dot com. And I'll be getting your emails. I do need to clean up the other site. Uh, pretty bad. Uh, it's just there's no dots there. OTB. No dot. OTBP dot. Stands for off the beaten path, right? Steve at gmail.com. Okay, so no dot okay. in between. No. Nope. Right. OTBP well, Steve I, at gmail.com. By the way, I yeah, wanted to mention. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. I want to mention. I want to mention the protocols, the the, the, the medical protocols I have. I have uh, what nine, ten. I added a new one. And uh, people are asking for it, so if you want to email me at otbpsteve at gmail.com, happy to send over those health uh, protocols to keep you keep you healthier through this uh, these winter months. Um, what they call the, the flu season. Uh, yeah, the flu season. Right. But uh, 
happy to help you out with these protocols. I did add something else today. I started thinking about it, and uh, I added something else of importance to the protocols because we probably don't think about it too much, but it's actually eating out. Restaurants uh, are, are a hazard. In this season yes. of um, sick people, going to restaurants, allowing people come to work and, you know, cough on the food and stuff, or these banquets where you, you touch all the utensils, the, the cooking, the spoons and stuff, and you, you basically transfer to yourself. Um, it's probably a good idea. It's wise to probably avoid the restaurants for a few months. I would probably start back sometime in April, spring maybe. But uh, restaurants are, are uh, known for being bacteria spreaders, uh, disease spreaders there. So I would just add that to my protocol list too. To, I know everybody likes to go out to eat and here and there, but uh, I think if you sit down and you go to these restaurants, you're, you're really at their mercy. Uh, and hopefully you're praying, you're hoping, you're crossing your fingers that the employees there aren't sick and somehow infected your food and you simply get it. So think about that. Holding off in the, in the restaurants for, for a couple months and uh, maybe learning how to cook. Maybe uh, watch the, the food network a little bit more and make some healthy meals for yourself. Back to you, Gee, and they, Yeah, and they, gee, and they expect you to leave a tip, too. Well, you know what? I'm glad you brought that up because I took my neighbor out to lunch, actually breakfast one morning, and dropped my car off to get worked on, and he picked me up and I said, "Hey, let's go for let's go for breakfast. It's on me. You did me a favor. I'm a you know, get us, we're going to get some breakfast." And I noticed that the uh, the tips started 18 percent, 18 percent, 18, 22, yes. 25, and I think it right. goes up to 30. And I started thinking yes. about it. Now, the Democrats would probably sell you this. This is funny. The Democrats could sell you that the 18% is really the 15% with, with 3% added on. Right. So wait a minute. They'll tell you the 18% is 15%. Really? Yeah, it's, it's the same thing as the 15%. It's just that you add 3 more percent on. And, and you know, it's, it's the well, logic yeah. that they use. These guys could... Uh, Take some, as Mike would say, bovine excrement, add a little cream to it, whip it up, put it in a, ch a comb, and tell you it's chocolate ice cream, you know, and put a little cherry on it until you bite in, take that first bite. It's funny how Democrats can really spin things to make it good and to benefit themselves, but uh, the tips starting at 18%, they'll just tell you 18 yeah. to 15%, just add a 3% more up. But I got, I got a problem with the tips. First of all, I would, first of all, like the restaurant owners to pay their people a decent wage that they wouldn't have to beg for a tip. Okay, that's first of all. Right. The, the restaurant owners are banking on me paying the salary that he will not pay his own employees. I got a problem with that. Okay. Number two right. is the 18%. I mean, I mean, come on. It starts at 18%? Well, that's our new 15%. You know, no, no. I will make that decision myself. Not a cheap guy, but I also yes, don't yeah. like it paying paying the salary of a cheap restaurant owner. I got some tips for people. Don't go swimming after having a large meal. Don't cross <laughs> the road. Don't cross the road where you can't cross the road. Cross at the intersection where there's a light to say you can walk. All right. There's yeah. plenty of tips I can give, but I really am getting tired of this tipping thing here because I don't know where it stops and where it ends. Everybody seems to say, right. well, I, I should get a tip. I don't do Starbucks, but I do remember going to Starbucks in the past, and they're still there. There's a tip jar. You just poured me some coffee. Right. You handed my coffee, and I'm giving you a tip? 
For what? That's your job. Your job is to pour coffee for me, and that's it. What am I tipping you for? Right. And uh, and then well, these people, everybody yeah. seems to want a tip. I don't get yeah. it. Well, I'll tell you what. With all of this high-tech photo recognition now, if you don't tip, the next time you come in... <laughs> James, that's where the digital currency will come in. Steve, I'll get a little notice, and he'll say, Steve, you did not tip your waiter or waitress at the breakfast house, Denny's. Therefore, we are taking not 18% out. We're going to take 30% out to punish you for not tipping your, your server, and they take it out of my <laughs> digital currency. <laughs> well, there yeah. See, what I do is uh, when I pay them, I say, look at I'm going to pay you the flat rate with my card, and I'm going to leave you the tip in uh, hard change, like uh, dollar yeah. uh, coins, right? I'm going to and bring, way, well, bring 18 percent. I'll bring you 18 well, percent. Then I can in adjust pennies. it. See, in pennies. Then I can adjust it. See, there you go. See what I mean? Well, I'll, I don't I'll like the 18. idea of have. Hmm? No, but I'll I mean I don't like the idea of a in pennies. Yeah, a Denny's. No, pennies. 18%. I'll bring 18% in pennies. Copper pennies. Oh, pennies, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. Put them oh, on right, the table right. and say, there's, there's 18% right there. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought you that's, said Denny's. I said, you're tipping no, at Denny's? I, I, okay. I lay my pennies down <laughs> at Denny's. I, I, that's what it. That's, a, that's how you get rid of your pennies. You use it for the 18% tip. So, uh, so are you uh, still uh, making wine and listening to that good jazz music then? Well, I'm still listening to jazz music. I'm back on every Friday night. Uh, I'm right. setting up. I'm setting up for next next wine season for white wine, and I'll Good. be buying some uh, Muscat grape Muscat to make yeah. my uh, my white wines. And I'm I'm going to try to do something. I'm going to do a little Frankenstein lab work on it. I'm going to try to make it in the style mm. of a Sauvignon Blanc. I'm going to try to remove oh, some really? residual sugar and make it more okay. dry and more of a citrus kind of a grapefruit type flavor. Mm-hmm. Profile and make it more like a Sauvignon Blanc. Is that is that like a Chablis or Chardonnay kind of taste? Uh, it would be close to a a Chardonnay. A Sauvignon Blanc Chardonnay. is close to a Chardonnay. Chardonnays yeah. nowadays are just not like they used to be. I used to love the. We used to call them oak bombs. They were they were stored yeah. in oak, and it might be a medium toast or a heavy toast, and it, it would extract a lot yeah. of oak out of the barrel from the charring, and right. uh, you get this this big buttery, oaky Chardonnay that was beautiful, and nobody wants to make those right. anymore. Um, right. I love them. I love them. Well, um, it would be fun to watch you make that wine, and uh, I uh, hope, uh, uh, well, anyway, someday, uh, if I ever get to Florida, we'll have a cup of coffee. So, well, that sounds anyway. Uh, you know, I've, I've, got, pre- I've got pictures yeah. of my first, I've got pictures of my first vintage going back to 2009. And uh, the guy that instructed me, I worked with a lot of winemakers, and they they guided me. And I actually got accepted to uh, uh, school for winemaking up in Berkeley. Yes. And uh, You were at Napa Valley, right? You were near there, right? No, I was in in Sonoma. Sonoma County, which is uh, about 30 miles from Napa. Uh, There's a big debate. Who's got the best wine, Napa or Sonoma? Hey, Teresa... There's a lot of volcanic ash in Napa. That's probably why the the varietal grapes there have a different profile, flavor profile. Oh sure. Sonoma has yeah. Sonoma has a nice nice profile also. I found some great wines 
coming right. out of the Alexander Valley area there. And even some of the stuff in the Central Valley, Modesto, in that area yeah. uh, would bring you some fine wines, some some really nice um, Zinfandels, Red Zins. Big, yeah. old fruit, uh, you'd like them. But, um, right. yeah, I'm looking forward to getting back into it. It's a good hobby to have. A good hobby to have. Right. Excellent. Well, I'll get back to you next week, sir. And in the meantime, I'll uh, I'll reach you on the email. All right? Thanks, Tyler. Okay. You got Bye it. Now. You got it. Again, the email address has changed for now. For now. OTBPSteve at gmail.com. OTBPSteve at gmail.com. And uh, if you want any of those protocols, be happy to send them out your way. Even the medical religious exemption, I'm sending that out once in a while. Unfortunately, corporations are still trying to force employees to take these shots or get into, have an exemption. And uh, one of my best friends uh, in Indiana for Medtronic was given a notice that you have to you have to have the shot. They didn't even ask for an exemption. They said you have to have the shots or you can't work in this hospital. And uh, he's a, a rep a rep for Medtronic, so he has to go to a lot of different hospitals. But this one hospital chain was saying we won't let anybody come into our hospital unless they've been vaccinated. So I, I've kept him up in the loop, kept him in the loop for a number of years, and uh, he knows how dangerous these vaccines really are. They're not vaccines. They're very dangerous. Spike protein clots, you name it. And uh, he's not going to buckle, and I said, don't buckle. But I sent him the, the religious medical exemption and all the ammunition to, uh, to show that these things are, uh, are very detrimental, very harmful to your health. It's nice that our Surgeon General down here in Florida, Lapido, I think his name's Joseph Lapido, has come out and said they should be completely taken off the market, which I totally agree. I got a text today from Dr. Peter McCullough, and uh, I'd sent him something earlier in the week talking about uh, a lot of these um, doctoral theses that are looked at by the FDA and the colleges and the FDA are basically rubber stamped. They are not verified. The, the data has been altered, manipulated to reach the conclusion that they want, which is fraud. It's falsification of a document of your research. And I actually, I know, I know people who have done this. I know people who fudged on numbers at that level. So uh, I think it's very rampant. I think it's something we, we need to know. First of all, I don't think we should put any credibility in the FDA whatsoever. Uh, the NIH, the National Institute of Health, uh, forget them also. CDC, no, not buying anything they tell you either. But uh, basically what he was telling me was he had, he had a, an article he wrote and uh, t telling me how rampant this, this problem really is and that uh, the pharmaceutical industry is now beginning to attack Anybody who comes out and points out the, the lies in the, uh, the fudging of the numbers and their data, their research, is trying to take them down. And uh, so they're going to be hard at work trying to, to take out your words or basically scrub what, you, what you, uh, you post on your social media network. And uh, these, these articles that are written by actually researchers will be taken off the web. They're going after them. People like uh, Dr. Mercola, Dr. Peter Mercola. Uh, and others basically saying, no, we're not going to let the people see this evidence that the, this, the vaccines are dangerous. Um, I don't know how you don't know this by now. I really don't know how you don't know this. As we've mentioned before, by the year 2025, we're going to see quite a significant increase in death toll from young people 
We're already seeing more autoimmune diseases. We're seeing already a uh, number of different various varieties of cancer increasing. Um, and that didn't happen three or four years ago. That's happened since the start, the implementation of the COVID shots, the boosters. Now we start seeing the problems. This isn't rocket science to figure this one out. It really is not. Uh, we get it. And um, many people now, unfortunately, if you start the process of taking the shots and the boosters, and now you're finding out, well, I, I still got COVID. Um, I didn't stop. it, didn't prevent it. And I started having issues now with circulation or this or that. Uh, that's the time to say, well, I was lied to. I will no longer... Uh, I will no longer take shots and boosters, but uh, that still doesn't wash it out of your system, which is the, the problem now. Is, is, as far as I know, I mean, Dr. Peter McCall talks about the wellness, the wellness group, that there are washouts of the protein spike protein, but I cannot honestly verify that to be the case. Uh, we've heard of long COVID, people are that are sick. It's kind of like a chronic fatigue syndrome and that their health is deteriorating, they're, they're always sick, they're always weak, they're always just, I can't, you know, don't have the energy level they used to have, and it sounds more like a chronic fatigue syndrome kind of, kind of situation, Epstein-Barr, and uh, we're seeing a lot of people in that situation also, but uh, again, they're still coming, you know, acting as if the it's worth the risk, it's worth the risk to, to you know, risk these certain things, than to get COVID, and we know the, the numbers, the percentages are very, very low, especially for children, that we should treat this thing as as a flu, treat it like the flu, and uh, basically use the same thing: nutrition, uh, exercise, uh, hydration, uh, vitamins, zinc, magnesium, many others, vitamin B, B12, and uh, to uh, to keep your immunity strong and um, you know, avoid the alcohol. People don't realize how much alcohol really suppresses the immune system, and alcohol also suppresses your sleep cycle. I don't think you go into REM quite as often if you've had too many drinks so REM is a good sleep you need to be in and also that we also repair our bodies during sleep remember that also exercise stimulates the immune system vitamin D sunshine oil essential essential for the immune system and uh, there's lots of things we can do to uh, to keep ourselves healthy in the off season here when everybody else is running around sick so think about that sugar too sugar is a huge toxin I forgot to tell you that sugar suppresses the immune system so lots of things we can do to keep our immune system strong but uh, don't rely on a shot or a vaccine or a booster practice good healthy tips again my uh, protocols if you want them OTBP Steve at gmail.com happy to send those over to you and please please share those with your family share them share those with your family I've got some catch up to send out this week so uh, my uh favorite listener there in Idaho. Be expecting something in the mail soon. Well, what else we got going on here? Short period of time got left here. You know, it's funny that we've spent, I believe, 120 plus billion dollars to Ukraine to protect their borders when all we needed was eight billion dollars. Donald Trump requested eight billion dollars to secure our borders. We couldn't cough up eight billion dollars for our borders, but we can cough up 120 plus billion for Ukraine's borders. Here's something on the light side I think you should know about. Uh, documents, and this is uh, newly released information, documents were revealed the other day. I, think, I believe it was uh, February 2nd. It was Groundhog Day. Documents were revealed showing that George Soros and Klaus Schwab bought off Punxsutawney Phil to say that well, there will be an early spring this year. 
due to global warming. I, I got this here. I'll have to go find the actual literature to share this. This is an actual true statement, but uh, Punxsutawney Phil has been bought off to uh, say we'll have an early spring, and it's because of global warming. Uh, here's some, some and uh, actually I want to bring this to your attention. This is really serious stuff here in that uh, the article was called Gunning for Your Guns. Is Evidently there's a 1,300-page document coming from the ATF. Yes, a government bureaucracy, ATF, alcohol, tobacco, and firearms. And uh, they are looking at private gun sales. That if you sell your firearm to somebody, you must first do a background check on that person. person. And you accidentally have to register. That person has to be registered, and you have to register to be a, a guns, private gun seller also. Again, this document drafted by the ATF, it's 1,300 pages. Watch, you'll hear the Pelosi. Well, we have to pass it before we know what's in it. Yeah. So the ATF having the power to, uh, to uh, go after, look at your gun sales, your private gun sales. Um. This is amazing. But what's also interesting, the possibility, and I'm going to throw this at you, the possibility, we know how this administration knows they cannot win in 2024 without a lot of help and, and some criminality, uh, fudging here and there, whatever, adding more voters to the role that are not uh, legal citizens. But there's a possibility that in this 1,300 pages by the ATF, the new rules, not only challenging your Second Amendment rights, but they will also try to tie it in the gun registration that we'll all have to register our guns tied into being allowed to, to vote. So for some reason, they already know how many firearms most of us have. They should. If not for the private sales, they wouldn't know. But for the, the legitimate ones that we bought through a gun store, a gun shop, they know because I filled the paperwork out. So they can look at that and say, how many firearms does Steve have? Well, he has this many guns. And therefore, with this new legislation telling us that I must register each and every one of my guns every year, every year, or I will not be allowed to vote. Can you imagine that? Well, the Republicans are pretty much the gun owners in this country. The Democrats are not. They're the lame ones, that, the ones that, uh, say, call 911, call for a police officer. They grab, they grab the, the kitchen knife, but uh, think about it. They actually tie this uh, this uh, new legislation here, this new document, 1,300-page document, to gun registration and your voting allowed being allowed to vote. This is serious stuff. Because are you gonna are you gonna sign this paperwork? Are you going to register each and every one of your guns again? You've already registered them once. You registered them when you bought them. So why register them again? Because there's taxation. That can come from that. Taxation. This uh, shows you that the government here is broken. They are busted. As a matter of fact, there's a, uh, can't remember what state it's in here offhand. The name is Virginia Richards, I believe, or Reynolds. Take it back. Virginia English. It's in Colorado. Insanity. She's a, a diversity candidate there. Evidently, there's a House Bill 24-1163 is uh, a new tax that would be a pet tax for all animals, not just dogs and cats. You've already registered your dogs when you pretty much do a, a rabies uh, shot or a booster. But evidently, House Bill 24-1163 
will apply a registra registration fee for your cat or your dog, actually all animals, every year. And they'll know about uh, if they're neutered or not neutered. You get extra extra uh, charges for that also. They could, it would include all pets, even including fish, believe it or not. These draconian measures are going to be disguised as a welfare and well-being for the animals. Well, you saw those commercials on TV, the animals suffering. They're going to try to tie it into that that you're doing your duty to help animals. And you know what? That money will never make it to those animals. It's simply another way of taxation to remove your wealth to hand over to the federal government. So don't fall don't fall for it. This is starting in Calif uh, this is starting in Colorado. Let's see who else picks it up also. That completes our show tonight. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your calls. Health, happiness, and safe travels. We will talk again. Good night. listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth.